Ray Haynes, Brian Race. Ray, years ago, I remember a preacher saying, life is short, eternity mm. is long, and choose wisely. I always mm. thought that was a, a good Amen. way of looking <laughs> yes, at things. And, and obviously, with what you're unfolding for us here in the book of Revelation on Yom Kippur, we have some some choices to make. We do. You know, it's we've talked about a lot of different aspects of uh, the Day of Atonement, Yom Kippur. But now for this next hour, we're really honing in on that other aspect of it where the Christian, hopefully, you can start to recognize things that r- relate a little more to you. Uh, the, the Christian version of this, or our, in our lingo of the Day of Atonement or Yom Kippur, is Judgment Day. This is a day that is in our Bibles very clearly. And so what do we do with this day? How do we get ourselves prepared? We know the Jews, what they're doing. We, we talk about how a Christian should celebrate. And now, looking forward to the inevitability of this day, we will experience Yom Kippur, the Day of Atonement. Every single human being will. So let's take a look in the book of Revelation, which is kind of the uh, opening. It's the, it is the Day of Atonement. When you step into the book of Revelation, that's where you are. Jesus is the high priest. And if you're familiar with everything else we talked about today, a lot of this will make sense. So we're just going to try to help you understand, essentially, the book of Revelation. It's a complicated book, a lot of images, but they're all part of the Day of Atonement, so that makes it a little simpler. So let's jump into Revelation 4. And before the throne, there was a sea of glass like crystal. In the midst of the throne and round about the throne were four living creatures, full of eyes in front and behind. Talked about that this judgment day. Eyes have to do with judgment. The first living creature was like a lion. The second living creature was like a calf. Third living creature had the face of a man. Fourth living creature was like a flying eagle. And the four living creatures, each of them had six wings about them. They're full of eyes within. Once again, that's judgment. And they do not rest day and night saying, Holy, holy, holy Lord God Almighty, who was and is and is to come. So that's pretty interesting imagery right there, these four creatures. And if you can step back now, back to the day of uh, the atonement, Yom Kippur in the Bible, and you go back through into the tribes of Israel, you've got the tabernacle, you've got the 12 tribes all arrayed and encircled around this tabernacle. And it'll help you understand where this image comes from. These living creatures are the same ones that accompanied the Lord when he took Ezekiel to examine God's people when the Spirit of God left the the temple, the first temple. He said to them, Son of man, do you see what they're doing? Go in and see. And these are these creatures that are full of eyes because they're involved in the judgment. That's their job. They're to look and to hold on to it. Jewish tradition holds that the faces of these four creatures were the same as those on the standards or flags of the four leader tribes of Israel as they camped around the sanctuary in the wilderness. The Levites camped in the middle with the sanctuary, obviously, where the tribes were camped around in four groups of three tribes. Each leader tribe had a standard. The lion of Judah, right? The man was Reuben. The ox was Ephraim. And the eagle was Dan. These are probably spiritual rather than physical tribes since the literal tribes were scattered and lost. But originally, this is how it looked. Each creature symbolizes a characteristic of God. The lion represents his power and his sovereignty. The calf or the ox, his self-sacrificing mercy. The man symbolizes his righteousness as seen in the humanity of Christ. The eagle, that's his swift justice. In Revelation, 
The creatures are each depicted with one face. But Ezekiel saw that each creature actually had all four of the faces reflecting the eternal attributes of God. Now you have four tribes. Judah to the east. Judah was the tribe of worship, intercession, and of the kings. The first living creature who is like a lion is this mighty angel who presides over the judgment of those who are of the spiritual tribe of Judah. Then you find Ephraim, he's on the west. He became the leader of idolatry in Israel. Jeroboam was an Ephraimite and made two golden calves to be their gods, sent them up in Bethel and Dan. His standard is the calf or the ox, which should symbolize strength, submission, and sacrifice. But as Ephraim departed from the Lord, he was associated with calf worship. He symbolizes those who claim to be Christians, but because they mix the true with the false, they're actually idolaters. Ephraim is not included on the list of the tribes that make up the 144,000 in Revelation. Reuben is to the south. South was considered to be the land of Egypt, where God's people went to find salvation from famine in the lands of Jacob, the time of Jacob and Joseph, but ended up captive as slaves. Reuben was the firstborn, but he lost his birthright when he slept with his father's concubine. Well, his standard is the man who was created in the image of God, but under the influence of sin, man becomes a symbol of spiritual weakness and failure. He tried to intercede for Joseph when the other brothers wanted to kill him, but his intervention was weak and ineffective. Reuben seems to represent those who just barely make it into the kingdom. Uh, Deuteronomy 33.6 says, Let Reuben live and not die. So it's just one of those just-by-the-skin-of-your-teeth kind of things. Dan, to the north, the north was the direction of the great enemies of God's people who conquered and scattered them, Syria, Assyria, and especially Babylon. Early in the time of Judges, Dan separated himself from the other tribes of Israel in the far north, and his territory was known as a center for idolatry. He didn't even go to the right place. God told him, this is your land. He said, nope, I want this. And he went to the north where every every single enemy trampled over him to, to destroy Israel. His standard is the eagle. It should symbolize justice and protection, but under the influence of sin, it came to represent the enemies of God's people who attack and destroy them says this in Genesis 49, Dan shall be a serpent by the way, a viper by the path that bites the horse's heels so that his rider shall fall backwards. Dan's name is also not on the list of the tribes included in the 144,000. Now, the days of awe and the day of atonement are times for looking inward in repentance so that one's name is written in the book of life. That's what the Jews believe. These four tribes represent the four types of Christians evaluated in the judgment. You have the strong, faithful Christians, the lion, the false Christians who are actually idolaters, the calf, weak Christians, the man, and so-called Christians who are actually enemies of Christ and his people, the eagle. Revelation 4.9, the living creatures give glory and honor and thanks to him that sat on the throne who lives forever and ever. Their primary theme is the holiness of God, and they make sure that there shall by no means enter it anything that defiles or causes an abomination or lie, but only those who are written in the Lamb's book of life. So this little section is one of those I think especially important for the church because we can easily come to that place where we feel like we're children of Abraham and we end up in the same place where where they have rejected the Messiah. We've rejected obedience. And so uh, it's all an important part. And it all happens on the Day of Atonement, the Day of Judgment. And we'll uh, jump into uh, seven things you need to understand next.